0: excited for another episode of Showbot Science. This is your host, Nate, and today we are going to be talking about the Nautilus, a ship where you could tune in at any time, anywhere, and help the crew make some amazing ocean discoveries. It's going to be an awesome episode, so stay tuned. Hello. Hello, Nate. How are you? I'm good. So, Samantha, could you introduce yourself?
1: I would love to. My name is Samantha Wishnack, and I am the Digital Media Coordinator for Ocean Exploration Trust, and that's the nonprofit that operates the exploration vessel Nautilus.
0: Thank you, Samantha. So what does the Nautilus do?
1: Ah, the Nautilus is an exploration vessel. So we are a little different than normal research vessels in that we get to explore new areas of the largest habitat on this planet, the ocean, looking for new discoveries in biology, geology, chemistry, archaeology, and anything else that we might find along the way.
0: Let me guess what the Nautilus looks like. A big, giant... Blue on the top, white for the rest ship that has a hatch that could also turn into a submarine that propels out and searches the seafloor with a camera inside of
1: it. Whoa, that is a super cool idea of a Nautilus and pretty close. Nautilus is 211 feet long. To give you an idea of what that means, we have space for 48 people on board. So we have 17 crew who help make the ship run. That includes the captain and the officers who make sure the ship is navigating in the right direction. That includes our engine room team who keep the engine running, our cooks and stewardess who make sure we're all well fed and happy, and our deck crew. Then. On the other hand, we also have our science team. So we have 31 science team members. That's our scientists and our engineers and our ROV pilots, our video engineers, and the students and interns and educators who come out. So 48 people live on this ship. It's pretty roomy, but uh, we're definitely in close quarters, and we get to know each other pretty well. And on the back deck of Nautilus, it's an open space that we have a big A frame. Basically, it looks like an A, a big capital A with a square top. And on that square top, there's a reel of cable. So it's kind of like almost like a fishing pole reel. And that reel, that winch helps move out the vehicle and move the cable out as Argus, one of our ROVs, moves off the ship. So Argus and Hercules are moved off of the back deck of Nautilus with a crane and a winch. And then they are actually attached to each other via tether, and they're both attached to the ship via a fiber optic cable that runs video to the ship. So fancy way of saying we have a very large exploration vessel, a ship, with two robots off the back deck that we're able to launch. And these are pure robots. There's no humans in them, Um, and they are tethered to the ship so that we're able to drive them and then also get video from them. So how can
0: kids get engaged in underwater exploration?
1: Well, the coolest thing I think about Nautilus is that we are streaming our deep sea exploration 24-7 on the Internet for anyone to watch. So if you go to NautilusLive.org, you can see the same screens that our explorers here on the ship are seeing. So you are actually participating at the same time as Scientists Ashore, who we work with, who are actually helping guide our expeditions. Um, you are participating with citizen scientists, you're participating with students around the world who are watching. So kids of any age can get involved. And on our website, we actually have activities like a data logging activity so you can take notes about the discoveries we're seeing or about the sightings we're seeing. We even have like bingo if you want to do something a little more fun. So. As a kid, it's really easy to get involved with ocean exploration. Um, You know, only a few people will get to explore outer space, but we can all be ocean explorers when we're able to tune in from anywhere with just an internet connection.
0: So, what was your favorite discovery that you've made on the Nautilus?
1: Oh, that is such a good question because every time we go out, there's something new for me. One of my favorites, though was a purple orb, which looked like a little purple disco ball uh, that we spotted off the coast of Southern California last year. And it totally stumped our scientists. You can hear in the video, everyone saying, you know, I can't even identify, I can't even guess what type of phylum this animal belongs to. And we were able to actually take that specimen and share it with our partners at the Harvard Museum of Comparative Zoology. And they determined it may be a new species of the Lutinid marine snail. but. It takes a long time for scientists to figure out if something is a new species, so it may take many, many months, even years, before we know it's a new species.
0: I actually saw that video, and the thing that I love about your videos is that the scientists are chatting about the animals. Let's hear a clip where the scientists talk about the Dumbo
1: octopuses. Awesome. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. It's so adorable. How cute. You got time. I'll buy you time. And if you look these guys up, they have these weird looking like ear flaps, which is, they're not ears, but. They're not weird. They're cute. They are cute, but that's how they got their name. You know, yeah. Dumbo the elephant. He is so adorable. <laughs> oh. That's your, that's your, your shot right there. Oh, beauty so shot. Cute. Yeah. There we go.
0: Yes. Oh. So... Could you tell our listeners what a Dumbo octopus is?
1: Oh, I would love to. So the Dumbo octopus is one of our favorite species to see in the deep sea. They look like Pearl, the octopus, in Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. And they can come in colors ranging from purplish to orange. And they're a little different than normal octopuses in that in between their arms, their eight arms, they actually have webbing in between. So when they fly when they soar through the water column, they're actually kind of opening and closing like an umbrella. And that helps them fly through the water. They're called Dumbo octopuses because they've got these lovely little flaps on top of their head. I'm actually making the motion right now. If you put your hands on top of your head like little ears and flap them back and forth, that's the official Dumbo octopus symbol or signal. Um, So that actually, those little wings help them move through the water as well. Um, And also, of course, makes them super, super cute.
0: So what is your favorite underwater animal?
1: That one's easy. So my very first time coming out on Nautilus was last year. And we were off the coast of Southern California. And I was going upstairs to start my 4 a.m. watch. So that's when we sit in the control van. Uh, it's our, kind of our mission control. And we're sitting there with our underwater robot pilots, our navigators, our scientists, our video engineers, everyone who's making it possible for that live stream to go live around the world. And I was going up, it was about 3 a.m., and someone came down and said, we saw a cuttlefish, we saw a cuttlefish. And I said, what? We're off the coast of Southern California. There's no way we can see a cuttlefish. And it turned out we had spotted this little purple squid with big googly eyes. You probably saw this on the website, probably seen it a lot of places now, and that was a little googly-eyed stubby squid that we found. The scientific name is Rossia pacifica, and it's not necessarily a rare squid, but what we saw it doing was pretty rare. These are actually ambush predators. They'll burrow themselves into the sand and leave just their big googly eyes sticking out. And what we saw was a squid who hadn't quite gotten underneath the sand yet and was sitting on the surface, you know, kind of looking at us. I love these little squid. They actually have mucus jackets that they can activate. So they'll turn on this little sticky mucus jacket. Cover themselves in sand or pebbles or whatever sediment they're on, and then slink along the seafloor, pounce on prey or whatever they want to eat, and then slink back into the sand, turning off that little mucus jacket. So they're really good camouflagers. They're really good at blending in, and also definitely charismatic with those big googly eyes. I actually have some big googly eyes right now that I'm holding up in front of my face, even though you can't see me. <laughs>
0: i did see that video and that was very cute like it was just staying in one spot doing nothing just like lounging staring with its big googly eyes it was so cute it made my eyes water
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 right? I know, it would be hard to leave your eyes open that long without blinking. But I think we must have startled the squid because we are a very big 5,000 pound underwater robot coming towards it with our lights on. Um, probably wasn't something we had seen before. So definitely, definitely I think interesting for both the humans and the stubby squid.
0: So Samantha, how can people learn more about the Nautilus and its videos?
1: Aha. Well, I hope certainly that you tune along with us. You can go to NautilusLive.org.org and watch our 24-hour live stream of our operations. We are exploring all the way until November 20th, so right before Thanksgiving, and we'll be down here in Baja, California, Mexico, exploring hydrothermal vents for the next few weeks, as well as some islands off the coast that have not been explored before. So definitely some really exciting exploration to join us for.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Nate. Hope you explore with us this year. I will. In fact, I think I'm going to go exploring right now. Dad, you can shut the recording off.